doing? General Kenobi! Ororo! Charles! Shall we continue? My pleasure. I don't know what you do. Yeah! He's fucking back! So in love with you. Ah! Just keeps getting better. Ah! Ah! Just watch at your face during the start of that. You can barely get through the beginning of it. Oh, oh Soka ran over me. I think she thought I was in distress. When you when you first yelled, I was petting her, and she was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> let me just let me just one more time. Let me just right here. Shall we continue? My pleasure. Oh, all right. Um, so yeah, Ventress is back. <laughs> She's back, baby. Oh, she back. Uh, how you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. I mean, we've already recorded something tonight. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. It's always an awkward thing to ask somebody when we've been sitting here for two hours. Yeah, but already. we don't do the recap. I know. The bad bash episodes. Yeah. Oh, little Ahsoka's hanging out. With so us. Ahsoka's got a worm. She's on worm yes. medicine. And she got a thing, a bug in her in her. That's why she had some digestive things. Yeah. She's in good, you know, she feels good. Yeah. But uh, her stools are getting more firm now that we've got her on some treatment. Where's oh, she, there she goes. There she goes. Um. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But she's doing good. I she had her first to, checkup. It was very good. I talked to my mom and their dog, Apollo, who is a... Oh, God. A I Roman think. god. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like a hundred pound Rottweiler. Ooh, the big he's, boy. He's a big boy. Yeah. Uh, she found out... He blew out both of his knees. Oh no, that's a that's expensive. And it is. She got a quote. And ACLs. One of the doctors quoted them. I think it was four grand for one. Oh, that's actually cheaper than I thought it would be. And then she found she got a second opinion, and the this other doctor said that he'll rebuild. <laughs> it sounds like she's going like bargain hunting for dog surgery. Oh man! But this other. D- doctor said that he will replace both of them for i think it's like 5600 bucks or something like that what's what's the blue book value on your dodge <laughs> yeah, stratus i know <laughs> I, drive, I, drive, I drive a dodge stratus not nearly that expensive. oh man uh, and that's hell but and i told her i was like jesus so what are you gonna do and she was like well he's only two and a half oh my and i was like holy shit he's only two and a half because i that's like uh that's like a high draft pick in like the nba yeah. you know you win the nba lottery and you get this guy that you think's gonna change your franchise <laughs> he, he really and then two years into his career his first knee blows out and then it's it's just all downhill. He really that. is the Teddy Bridgewater of Rottweilers. Yeah, it is. <laughs> look up, um, look up Brandon Roy. In his first five years, he made like an All-Star team, like four years, and he was a really good player. And then his knees started having problems, and he was out of the league within three years. Oh God. Yeah. So pretty rough. Oh, that's too bad. I know. So uh, I forgot to ask you. Um, so you got your second shot. How were you the next day? Oh, I, was, I just felt really run down. 
just like tired. just tired yeah and, that's yeah. kind of how i was i was just kind of nappy boy you know yeah but my heart my arm didn't hurt as bad like no. the first the first time i told time you i didn't yeah. feel anything i was did it when they injected it did it feel oh no it like i felt the injection it yeah, just didn't, it didn't feel like sore yeah. like it did the first time i mean time it was around. a little sore but not nearly as bad but yeah, so this is a fully vaccinated podcast, so to and listen to it, you have to show us your vaccination card. Apparently, we don't need masks anymore if we got the double vax. Now, that's going to cause some problems. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, any, like, so what? People at Target now have to become, like, vaccination card checkers? Yeah, I know. Come on. Why would you that's do that? The to how about we call. just How about you just left it up for a little bit longer? Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand what they're thinking by announcing that. But apparently, there's, like anti-vaxxers that are now wearing masks to protect themselves from their family yeah. members that have been vaccinated do you hear that on we, chapeau too yeah we truly <laughs> live we truly live in the dumbest possible oh, timeline yeah. everything is so stupid it is ridiculously stupid nothing is real yeah nothing is real it's so dumb and then there are uh enterprising people who are charging people to make fake vaccine cards have you seen those guys why don't you just they're making Are you kidding me. No, 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 no. It was like a black market for fake vaccine yeah. cards. They're making like the vaccine cards to make it look that like you got two vaccines, like the proper dates apart. And they're charging. Honestly, for just them. get a piece of like thin cardboard paper if you want to go that far and just like print one out online. And or just... or just get the fucking vaccine. How yeah, about that? How about that? <laughs> That'd be fine. Not to get political here on the podcast. It's but... not political. It's a fucking vaccine. Everything's political these days. Ugh. Everything is. Ah. Uh, um. So some excitement. We have this now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man. Um, we don't got him saying Bugali yet, but that's coming. Uh, Bugali. <laughs> yeah. We we threw that together. Uh, so we just recorded the Bad Batch episode three instant reaction. Well, instant being 12 hours, yeah. but, you know, you get it. Instant Boys. as two 30-something men can do with jobs <laughs> yes. that can do this. Um, we'll call it the reasonable reaction. Yeah. <laughs> the clone. <gasps> I was just saying at the end of the last episode, we need a like a, a name. The reasonable reaction. So, yeah, copyright, clone cast pod, reasonable reaction to Bad Batch. That's us now. And that Trademark. will be when Mandalorian comes back will be the reasonable reaction for that. Yep. Yep. So within tw- within 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. We Let have a digest. window. We don't need to wake up at 2 in the morning and record a video where, like, literally it's, like, direct, you know, the camera's right in our face and we're just breathing heavily. Like, oh, my God. We still. What's the Omega? Omega. We, st- we still have jobs. We have other lives. Your dog has a worm. Yeah. I just bought a house. <laughs> yes. We can't be recording at 2 a.m. And like I said last episode, I got to work. I got toys to buy, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm an adult. I'm an adult. Uh, and as soon as they get Omega cardboard no cut out. food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. All right. Wow, we're, we got some energy tonight. Yeah, we do. Yeah. It's um, a good episode. Did you see what happens? <laughs> I think I had, a, I had an overload there. Let's, uh, let's, let's, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Um, You're vaccinated. Dog's got worms being treated. Yeah, I can't think uh, of anything. <laughs> your mom's dog is a gimp. <laughs> <laughs> they should just cut the dog's legs off and get one of those wheelchairs oh, that be strapped dope. to the back and of And everybody them. would feel bad for him, too. He'd have the best life. Well, and I asked her, I was like, well, how did his knees blow out? She was, she was like, well, we moved to that house with all those stairs. 
It's like, oh, yeah, that is right. I have a friend that has a 13-year-old dachshund that is like, <laughs> not. Ha- they have to like walk sideways upstairs. Their, their knees are fine. But my mom loves the, the dog's too big. My mom loves the dog so much that she's already, she's like, yeah, so now I got to get quotes on building a ramp up, <laughs> up all of the there stairs for the dog. Well, I mean, that's what I would do for my dog, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, they're family. Yeah, me too. I don't know how my mom did this U-turn, though, because when I was yeah, growing up. Yeah, you told up, me, you said that in a previous episode where you're. She just would get rid of pets when oh, they yeah, became we, any sort of hassle. We never had a pet until death because, like, as soon as a cat peed mm-hmm. on the carpet or as soon as a dog, like, wouldn't stop barking, she's like, all right, they're going back to the Humane Society. Yeah, well, it's the um, it's the character arc of your mom. Yeah. She's grown. So all of a sudden. Yeah. She once was Darth Vader, and now she is once again <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. She's redeemed herself. She's redeemed herself. So what's the dog's name again? Apollo. Apollo. Yeah, Roman god. Roman god Apollo. Yeah, yeah. Was it Apollo? Was that the god of war? Yeah. So he was the Ares adjacent, right? Yeah. Because Ares or Mars, I think, is also an equivalent. Whereas Apollo... Oh, man, I want to know oh, now. Or, or no, no, no. Apollo might be Jupiter. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. The Romans just stole everything yeah, from yeah. Greece. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, ooh, I know what I want to talk about, though. Let's do a little listener appreciation. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's only because I'm so in love. Lies! No. <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in Bugali! love you. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. It's not a lie, though. You are stuck with us. Sorry. You are stuck with us. Unless you want to go the way of Steven and just fall <laughs> off the face of the earth. He will forever get shout-outs just based on us, like, mocking how he fell off the face of the earth. Hey, Henrique's come alive, baby. Henrique is back <laughs> in action. He's got a brand new Twitter account. And he liked a few of I think he might actually listen to us. Oh, my God. We thought he was just some, I like, random. I can only hope. We thought it was just some random person that, like, was following accounts. Just, yeah, yeah. But but no, like, I look, he follows a lot of Star Wars accounts, and I think he might actually listen to us. If you are listening, Henrique, we appreciate the listen. And if you're not, just give us good... Lies! Deception! <laughs> just lie and deceive us, please. Okay, so, shout out to Eliza, a drop of magic. Rural Farm Boy, our favorite retweeter, Rural Farm Boy. Um, Patrick the Hutt. New legend. <laughs> it's such a fucking great name. It's so much fun to say. I saw, oh, what is there? There's another one that followed us recently. It, it may be Patrick the Hut adjacent, or maybe a Ethorian Historian production, maybe a Depressed <laughs> Kenobi production, but it was like, uh, oh, Jabba the Putt. And it has, the avatar is just a stormtrooper golfing. I don't know. They follow us, though. Oh, God. So, yeah, Job of the Putt. I mean, that they haven't really interacted with us much. They've liked some of our posts, but, you know. Oh, it's great. Um, so, Eel No. Uh, shout out to Eel No. You know what Eel No wants? Uh, more more legendary Shrine music? music? Are we going to give it to him? Like, they said Breath of the Wild, but uh, you get Shrine. I'm the producer of this this experiment, I'm and partial, I think Shrine. I'm partial to Overworld. But Stop we'll... the Overworld. <laughs> it's Shrine, baby. <laughs> Ryan, so you'll know. Uh, De- Depressed Kenobi, as always. Oh, of course. Yeah, the stalwart, the mainstay, the OG, the original legend. 
maybe depressed Kenobi is Steven, and he just doesn't want to In break disguise, character. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I like that. We're onto something. Yeah, he's selling the character. I mean, we know Steven is into wrestling, so he's selling the character. You know, he's not breaking kayfabe. That's what they call when you break character back in the day. <laughs> I love the second this drops, depressed Kenobi's going to tweet you and be like, hey, I'm not Steven. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You're not Steven. I know. I know. Um, big news on the Ithorian historian front. Closed on the house today. So congratulations hey! to the Ithorian Welcome to historian. the um let's see here and also jaylee she dropped a lovely new piece of art um (laughs) so there's this twitter account that's called jocasta nudes (laughs) i don't know who runs it but jaylee made some fan art for that twitter account and it's dooku and jocasta at space olive garden (laughs) very exciting stuff um and we actually have a dm that i got from uh, wayfinder pod that i wanted to bring up quick this week because it it talks it it touches on our favorite epidemiologist a little bit and his family <laughs> lineage. Um, so, all right. So, Wayfinder Pod says, by the way, we give Typho shit, but in Queen's Peril, which is a canon novel, Panaka puts a blood sensor in young Padme's room just in case she's in danger. Now, sounds great. But then he quickly realizes that young women menstruate. <laughs> <laughs> And now, as soon as I finish the Legends novel, I have to read Queen's Peril. <laughs> Man, for a fash, that Panaka's really... That right there is gold. Is that not gold? That's wonderful. Yeah, so thank you, Wayfinder Pod, for dropping that little bit of knowledge on us. Um, so, yeah, those are our uh, listeners. Did we forget anybody? I think I got everybody, right? That's all the Twitter guys. That's all the Twitter. Well, that t- tends to be what listener appreciation yeah, yeah, yeah. is. Um, yeah. All right. So that is your listener appreciation. Let's play. It's only because I'm so in love. No. <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in love with you. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. We we talked about it. Message, talk the message. Greetings Mailbag, baby. Allow me to introduce myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thorian historian like welcomed, welcomed uh, Patrick the Hut. Full disclosure: so, like, that this is the music for Legend of Welcome to the crew now, of the Clonecast, you know, or whatever. To Patrick the Hut, and Patrick the Hut replied with a Jabba gift that just says him saying, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I died." <laughs> I love that fucking shit. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? There's something I wanted to get to that I just remembered. It had something to do with that. What the hell was it? I had to cover it, and now I've completely forgotten it. Do you want to take a tea and remember? Whoa. Just do over <laughs> and over, and it just might hit me all of a sudden. What the hell was that? This is very frustrating. I'm getting old. I forget things. I know. What was it? At least they get the little Zelda music in the background while I contemplate. All right, let's let's get to the listener. We'll get to the email we, bag here we're quick. We're cutting that out. No, <laughs> we're what? leaving it. We got it. Well, we got an email from Wade that we got to read. I know we can do that. That's too much work. <laughs> oh, it's all too much work for me. Got it. 
No. Oh. Right. <laughs> moving at a slow pace there, you know. Oh. Uh, all right. So Wade wrote in. Second time Wade has wrote into the podcast. Wade also follows us on Twitter now, too. Oh, yeah. Wade's all over the place. He reactivated his Twitter account specifically to follow <laughs> us. <laughs> I'll try to impress you, Wade. And he's been listening since, like, episode two. Oh, yeah. Now, let's. you know Wade. Oh, yeah. You know Wade. He's yeah, he's your, a great guy. He's like your brother-in-law. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. But we love Wade. Wade's the best. God, Wade rules. <laughs> and it's such an easy name to say. It just flows out one syllable. Wade. I can't wait. It's easy. Wade. I can't wait till he discover. He like starts tweeting at us with like a crazy name that we don't realize. Is I him. know. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're a hardcore clone cast, that's what I was going to say. So I asked the listeners, maybe you want to, you know, name yourself like the group. Right. So uh, Thorian Historian and Wayfinder Pod came up with the bad bitch batch. The bad bitch batch. Um, that's pretty good. So I was like, okay, apparently that's uh, the route they want to go. That's fine. But then right before we go on air here, the press Kenobi drops a bomb and says Clonecast Squad. So now we have a debate. <laughs> We're going to so, have to put it to a vote. Hey, no, it's up to them. I said, hey, you nominees. Guys, you guys fight it out. You guys well, fight it out. It's going to be like a Jedi and Sith meeting on field of battle, just cutting heads until they get... <laughs> is it going to be the bad batch, no, the bad bitch batch? I'll fuck that one up a lot. Man, it's going to be a bloodbath out there. Or it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be a total bloodbath. I don't know, man. My money's on depressed Kenobi, though. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we, everyone knows we're Obi-Wan fanboys. That is true. Yeah. I don't know, though. The guttural roar of a Thorian historian may stop him dead in his tracks. Thorian historian, he might throw out a couple surprises our way, too. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Wade writes in, uh, can we all agree Plo Koon is awesome? Yes, we can. Plo Koon is to Ahsoka what Qui-Gon was to little Annie, the master they should have had. Fascinating take. Who makes your list for purest Jedi in addition to Plo Koon? The list of Jedi Council members who did not display a sense of arrogance is short. Thanks, Wade. Um, that is true. Yeah. Ki-Adi Mundi's a prick. <laughs> yeah, he really is. But that man fucks. <laughs> the ripping and the tearing. The ripping and the tearing. Um, gosh, that's tough. Now, so far, um, I'm going to go with a little bit of a dark horse on this one. We've only met him once and a half. We saw him in the background once. My favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Tara Sinube. <laughs> Tara Sinube. He's great. Yeah. He's great. Well, I mean, he doesn't get much of a chance to contradict himself or be, but everything we got in that episode, which was a lot, he seemed to be very centered and focused and really well thought. He was very pure. Yeah, He's yeah. He's a pure Jedi. Yep. He's what a Jedi should be. So I'm going Tara Sinube. You could probably go Kit Fisto. I haven't seen Kit Fisto do anything stupid. Yeah, but he might. I guess. Uh, I guess he did train Nadar Veb. <laughs> yeah, that's no, a check against like, him. I feel like Kit Fisto would go off book every once in a while. Not like dark side off book, but he would shy outside the lines. The person that I keep going back to is just and he you know, needs to cut his hair. A hippie, <laughs> big long. Dread. The one I keep coming back to is just classic Obi Wan. Oh, wait, that's part of his body. He can't cut that. Obi Wan Kenobi. He's the Jedi. 
He's like the poster child for the Jedi Order. Yeah, but is he displaying some arrogance and not seeing the issues, obvious issues with Anakin? No, I think he's di- displaying. Uh, no, I think he's being. He's not, I, he's I, being naive. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a difference between arrogance and naivete. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's he's too naive, and I think he. He, he loves Anakin too much. He believes in the Jedi Order. He believes yes. in what they stand for. He doesn't but think at a certain that point, there's doesn't anything that become con- arrogance. Yeah, maybe. But see, so the uh, the flip side of that, Qui-Gon, like Qui-Gon had it figured out. Well, he questioned everything. Yeah. I mean, he was Dooku's Padawan. But isn't that arrogant in doing that for for knowing that he knew that? Hmm. So, are we just going with confidence as arrogance? I don't know. Look up the definition of arrogance. Chris. Can we do a <laughs> Can we do a Webster's Dictionary live read of the definition of arrogance? Miriam Webster's Dictionary defines arrogance as arrogance. Here we go. Arrogance: the quality of being arrogant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, no. People also ask, what do arrogant means? <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm just going to go ahead and type in arrogant. What do arrogant means? <laughs> Having or revealing an exaggerated sense of one's own importance or abilities. Okay, this completely makes me rethink everything. That is Yoda really that? Yeah, you see? Cause Yoda's humble. Yeah, so He's Obi-Wan. just naive. Obi-Wan's naive, very humble. Yeah. Master Jedi, your arrogance blinds you. Fuck you. Yeah. They're naive. Yeah. We figured it out. (laughs) The mind is blowing. This whole the Jedi were arrogant was... Lies! Deception! Oh, you can't do me like that. Lies! Deception! (laughs) They're not arrogant, they're naive. But anyway, Set in their ways, maybe. Yeah. So, I'm still going to go with Terrace though. I think we know what Wade meant and what people generally mean when they say the Jedi were arrogant. I've said it before. I get Plo Koon, too. Like, Plo Koon's... But from this day on, on the Clone Cast, we will no longer refer to the Jedi as arrogant. They are naive. Yeah. Lies! Deceptions! They're too... They're too damn kind. (laughs) You know? That's the problem with Obi-Wan. He just... He didn't see it coming because he loved the kids so damn much. Well, you travel around the galaxy and you take... uh... Yeah! Take enough younglings, people will start thinking you're arrogant. Yeah, I guess so. That is weird that they just like abduct <laughs> yeah, <it> kids. <laughs> well, if it's them or the Sith, though, I guess. Well, these the last Sith couple aren't even around. These Whatever. last couple of episodes, I have wondered, like, how weird would it be in our own society right now if we had an equivalent to Jedi, like just some weird priest that followed senators around and could like move shit with their mind. <laughs> 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 Uh, it would be the weirdest thing ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure that would lead to great discourse. <laughs> really great and healthy discourse here in America. Alrighty. So, how about we jump into the time warp? Oh, yeah. Alright, what do we got here? What do we got cooking this week? What do we got so, we cooking? did a little bit of a backtrack. Uh, from last episode. So this one, we jump backwards a little bit to season three, episode two for ARC Troopers. Yeah, and air date of September 17th, 2010. Yes. So 
we finally got away from the Bruno Mars <laughs> vortex of hell that we were in. So we have a new number one song in America for this week's episode. Oh, right. Um, I will give you a hint. You may have heard me accidentally listen to the clip earlier, so I want to try to keep it vague. I did not. You did not. No. Scout's honor? Yeah. Be bata. Um, I used to be very infatuated with this woman around this time. Oh. She was the big celebrity crush. Um, I will give you one more hint about who it is. She is currently married to one of the stars of the Lord of the Rings series. There's a very famous paparazzi photo that came out of them about two years ago, and he was naked with her on a paddleboard. Oh, God. Is it Charlie from Lost? What's his no. name? Dominic Moyna? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I know who you're talking about. It's Katy Perry. Is it a uh, firework? Is that no, what it is? It's not firework. You want to give it again? Uh, pff, uh, uh, roar? Nope. Damn it. Oh, it's good. It's a great song. I like it. Oh, yeah. No. She has a lot of good pop songs. There was a great moment when I was working at this tech company. It was like I mentioned it before, like one of my first big grown-up jobs. Our sales director at the time was competing. Uh, it was like a months long process where he was competing for the VP of sales role, mm -hmm. uh, with someone else. And it was very like secretive. He couldn't tell us what was going on. But one day in our morning stand up, he came in and he was like, so, uh, I can't tell you anything, but, uh, can't tell you anything about what's going on. Uh, any decisions that have been made, but I, I can play you a song and I'm going to play that song for you right now. And, like, he pulled down the projector screen. And this guy's, like, it is late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. And pulled up his laptop and hit play. And all of a sudden, the music video to Katy Perry's Roar started playing. <laughs> and it was the most... It was awesome, but it was the most awkward moment of my life. Like, is that sitting you, in this were room you in that little dudes? symposium room or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I visited when I visited that one time? Oh, yeah. Is yeah. that the room you're in? Yeah. Okay. It's an interesting company. It's a very interesting company. It's a very interesting company. But yeah. I yeah. like Katy Perry. I do too. I actually really like Katy Perry. What year did she marry Russell Brand? Oh, it must have been like 2012, okay. 13, maybe 14. Around the roar time. So around 2014, I think, probably is when she married Russell Brand. Um, there's actually a movie that followed her around. Oh yeah, I watched year that. And the documentary. Yeah, it's a lot of it deals with like the fact that they were never around each other. It seemed like. So. Yeah. Uh, we also have a new number one movie in America. I'm going to play some music under this here just because I got to get it in. Yeah. I'll just play it really low. Just really low there. That's good. That's good volume there. Okay. So we do have a new number one movie in America. I had no fucking clue what this was. I had to look it up. Oh, God. This isn't going to hit with anyone. They're going to be like, why are we even doing this? Um, I'll tell you the star, Ben Affleck. And it appears to be some sort of, like, bank heist thriller thing. The town? Jesus. Okay. You got it. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is the town? That was a big movie. 
Well, yeah, it was number one in America. Although you look it up, and the poster is very weird. It's yeah, it's got like that weird nun de- mask, demonic that, nun. Yeah, the that's cover. the only thing that I thought it was like a horror movie when I looked at. It. I was like, oh, I recognize that demonic nun. No, I um, think uh, uh, like John Hamm's in that. That was like a big movie for a while. I right, heard it's good. It. I never Apparently, saw it. I don't know anything. Fuck it. Who cares? Should we get into the episode? The town. Do it. Oh, you know I had to do it again. We gotta hear it one more time. Shall we continue? My pleasure. I don't know why you do what you do. So what a week ago when we last recorded as yeah. soon as the episode ended that piece of shit that we had to watch together mm-hmm. i immediately was like you got time to watch one and i like i wanted to watch this with you so bad to see the look on your face she was as back. soon as the ventress came up oh God. now she is back she's back in a big way yeah now one issue i have is who she engaged in battle with. Just really cheap. Oh, yeah. Fucking Grievous has to ruin everything. (laughs) That fucking prick. I'm back to thinking he sucks total ass. (laughs) Now he's he's not... Not only is he a villain, but now he's a villain to me personally. He has personally assaulted me and kept me from the moment that I have been waiting months for. Silver lining. At least we got... uh, I'll say... Two to four really good spider crawls and front flips. Yes. <laughs> now, it only counts, though, if he's getting in his ship. That's the best one. Yes. That's but the A+. Plus. The best thing about when he fights Kenobi is Kenobi always knocks him on his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and he has to do and the spider. spider crawls. Yeah, yeah. It's the easiest way to get away from a Kenobi. <laughs> if you're ever fighting somebody from Stujan and you get knocked on your ass, easiest, you have to do a spider crawl the away. The easiest method of escape is scurry. Yeah. <laughs> Scatter. He's like a cockroach when you turn on the light and just they spread out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, ARC Troopers. What a fucking treat. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. This is fucking great. A+. Plus. There is a lot happening here. <laughs> Buckle in or listen at like two times speed because I have a feeling this is going to go seven hours. Um, <laughs> man, this episode has it all, man. This is one of so before we started watching Bad Batch, I had toyed with the idea of like having you pre-watch a couple For Clone Echo. Wars episodes. Yeah. This was the one online that if you Googled like what episodes to watch to prep for Bad Batch, this, this was, was, one was like. Always at the yeah, top because it the adds list. some depth to Echo the character, yeah. and I had complained—not complained, but I had just noted like thus far, Echo doesn't seem important to me. Yeah, like he was—he's—he's he's been there's, there in two episodes, and it's just kind of like he's there. There's a lot more that happens with Echo in fives. Yes. Um. So, but this is the first episode that I was like, all right, we're gonna make these guys serious characters here. Yep. So it's pretty great. Um. So we start off on a Republic ship. Um, and we have Anakin, Rex, Cody, and Obi-Wan around the, um... Hollow table? Hollow table, the battleship table, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, and they have intercepted a message 
And who have they intercepted that message from but Grievous and Ventress chatting it up. Two of the bad guys just chatting it up with each other. Um, basically, what they have intercepted is intel that they are planning an all-out assault on Camino. Rex and Cody get very serious very quick. Yes, they do. It's a home. You know, it's their home. They're, it's their home, and they want to go defend it. So that is what they are going to do. They're going to head there with a large legion, and they're going to kick the shit out <laughs> All right. So then we get onto Grievous's ship, and he is on the hollow with Ventress, and they have some healthy competition with each other. I love the fact that throughout the entire episode, Grievous and Ventress are like Dooku's kids that he has pitted against one another. Dooku's a, <laughs> Dooku is seriously just a fucking... Oh, he, he's a menacing, conniving kind of guy. He's a mastermind. Yeah. He is a mastermind. Um, but that's why you always have two kids, so you can pit them against each other and oh, yeah. form a competition. Competition um, breeds <laughs> insanity. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Grievous on the Hall of Adventures, they're having some healthy back and forth with each other. Like, oh, no, I am doing this. I am doing that. Blah, blah, blah. I could have saved the audio from it, but there's just so many... I could save, like, the entire audio of the episode, and we could have just talked over it, yeah, and we yeah. probably would have been happy with that. So I try to keep it to seven or eight clips, so I didn't save the audio. But so they're a little back and forth, um, but then it cuts to Ventress, and she is in, she's underwater on Camino, and she is in a squid submarine. <laughs> she's in a mechanical squid. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's just the way they set it up, too. I mean, the fucking animation is starting to hit. Yep. It's great. Well, and and Ventress is in full-on cloak. She's going oh. full cloak. Yeah. Grievous is in cloak, too. Yep. But he doesn't have He's hood. He's got the cape. I wish Grievous did hood. Grievous, Grievous has got has the his cape, cape with she the has clip. Full cloak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's, she went to the Padme school of uh, fashion. The other great part, too, was hearing a droid call uh, Ventress mistress. Yes. <laughs> Very regal. Yeah. I don't know. I wish. I really wish Grievous would really think about getting the hood. Ah, uh, maybe. I think he look good in the hood. He likes his cape. Good in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> that could be our. We should. Oh, I think I just thought of a new segment. <laughs> Looking good in the hood. It's the fashion week. We're gonna have a fashion segment. You almost hit your head, by the way. On that. I know. I'm Watch too out. Tall. Watch out. Maybe move that over a little bit. We don't want you to die here. Um, so we then get above water on Camino and update. It's still raining on Camino. <laughs> it's always fucking raining there. It does stop at some point in this episode. Very momentous. One of those how, like, okay, on a calendar year, 365 days. How many days do you think it's raining in Camino? It's probably comparable to Seattle. Something like that. <laughs> There's a rainy yeah. season. I wonder if they have a resident radio psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Do you think they got him? Do you think he's just sitting around there, I'm you know? Listening. On auto, Charles. There you go. <laughs> All right. So uh, Obi-Wan, Cody, Anakin, and Rex are docking there, um, and they are greeted. They come out with a shit ton of troops, too. It's a great, it's a great look. It's a yeah. great look. Well, anytime you get that big ramp coming down from oh, the Star yeah. Destroyer, yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig. I test. I dig. I test. Um, I couldn't find it in time for it to make sense. Damn it. See, now I moved all my clips around, and now I got to figure it all out all over again. Oh, there it is. But they dig. They they test. They test. At least you're playing the right ones. Yeah. Yeah, I'm being extra cautious about playing the right ones tonight. 
Um, so they are greeted. Um, Obi Wan, Cody, Anakin, and Rex are greeted by Shakti and Lama Su. Now Shakti, we know, was there kind of being like the administrator, I guess. Yeah, she's the Jedi envoy. Yeah, she's the Jedi envoy for the like uh, cloning program. Yeah, yeah. Um, So she's there, and she's with Lama Su, who we've seen quite a bit in the Bad Batch. Yep. Um, who is basically like I don't know the head of the Kaminoan Council. I guess it is. It is very uh, coincidental that we have this episode that lines up with. I like mean, the Bad Batch airing. We've kind of started to watch. They kind of they kind of intersected at the. It right is time. weird. It's, it's just, good. It, it's nice. We didn't plan it that way. No, it just but it's good. Happened it's to serendipitous like that it happened that way. Yeah, and that leads me to believe that God wants us to succeed. <laughs> and this podcast, this episode is going to get. $50,000. We are destined for greatness. Destined for greatness. Um, they're like, hey, I wish we were coming on better terms, but uh, we got some separatists coming in here. We're going to have a big, massive attack coming in. And Lama Su's like, well, they wouldn't dare. We have this massive Republic fleet circling, and they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's It kind of sounds like it's hopeless for them to even try. And it is. I mean, if they were just trying to, like, blow the shit out of Camino. Not going to happen. Yep. Not going to happen. Not enough firepower. Um, so it's kind of like, well, what the hell are they planning here? And we will find out. So we then get inside the cloning facility, and we got a couple clones wandering around reminiscing. It's like two guys that go back to their old high school, and it's Fives and Echo, and we have our first clip of the episode. Look around, Fives. Feels like yesterday we were here. Heading to target practice. <laughs> Remember that? Do I ever? Hey, 99! Ha, Echo, Fives. You actually remember us? Oh, I remember all my brothers. Is Heavy here? Where's he? There was an incident on the Rishi Moon outpost. He saved our lives, but he gave up his own. Oh, I, I see. Holds out his medal. Heavy gave you his medal? So, why have you returned to Kamino? The generals received word of an impending attack here. Well, how can I help? Nice. What was the name of the one that got eaten by the worm? <laughs> cut up. <laughs> cut up, yeah. And cut up was the one at that point. At that point in our watch, Cut Up was the one that I was like, oh, that guy's got potential. He was like the makeshift leader that yeah. just all of a sudden got eaten. <laughs> he went like full Joker on that bounty hunter trainer. It was like, yeah, oh, yeah, hit me again. And like laughing hysterically. Like he's insane. He's fucking insane. And then they just killed him. <laughs> Rookies is great. God, that episode is great. We need to rewatch that one. Um so, yeah, um, now a few things here. So they run into 99 in the hallway, and it's really good to see 99 again, still doing his thing. I took a little bit of an issue here. So 99 is carrying, like, I don't know, five or six assault rifles. Yeah. Um, and he kind of, like, drops them. He, like, fumbles them and has to pick them up. And it's like, can somebody get the guy a fucking wheelbarrow or Why something? Why is he the one carting stuff around like that? And if you're going to have him do it, give him a wheelbarrow. <laughs> like, he's proven to be very endearing. I don't yes. know why everybody, like... Looks down like on shit. him. Yeah, I know. But, but honestly, like a wheelbarrow. 
Yeah. Would that not be the perfect tool for I'm him? I'm assuming they got a cart somewhere. Get something. <laughs> somewhere on Camino. And honestly, like, 99 should unionize all the clones. Like, these are horrible working conditions for him. Just because this is the facility where they create the clones doesn't mean they can't have some kind of droid to do the heavy lifting around. And he's like hunchback cripple. Yeah. Like... No wonder, because you got him lugging around all these assault rifles, and you gave him proper equipment to lug them around in. These cloners, man. <laughs> these clone them cloners. Terrible. He's like he's like that episode of Simpsons with Hans Moleman. Where he's yeah. Like, Grey King <laughs> has ruined my years life. Old. I'm 35 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a prune. <laughs> but yeah, I really feel for 99, man. What a good guy. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best. They Love named him. so with Bad Batch. Yeah, they named their crew after yeah. him, Clone Force ninety nine. So then, and that made me wonder. I doubt this is the case, but I'm wondering if ninety nine was an early uh, trial at like one of the Bad Batch guys. Yeah, like he was purposefully manipulated to try to like yeah. create like a wrecker or yeah. something like that. And his special ability was and supposed it... to be carrying lots of things. <laughs> 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 and they just uh they didn't let him proof enough before yeah. they put him in the oven and yeah. he came out a little mushy yeah <laughs> poor guy <laughs> and he's got like the droopy face it looks oh, yeah, like he, the one side yeah it looks like bit. he suffered a massive stroke yeah. or something <laughs> or he's got like bell's 90, palsy 99 yeah. suffered from bell's palsy at some point <laughs> when i was at walmart we had <laughs> we had a manager that had a bell's palsy uh episode and Fucking Walmart being what it was like, you think they would, you know, he was back in there like a week later. Oh, yeah. And so his face on one side was just completely it wouldn't move. Yeah. And it was droopy. And they had him lead in a team meeting. Did you have to do the dance where you had to do like the weird squiggle thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever that came up, like box and I would just back off slowly. (laughs) team meetings or something but yeah so the guy was back on the job like a few days after having a balls palsy episode and like his bell's palsy episode and like his face was kind of like 99 yeah, yeah and i felt so bad for him he's in there like talking for 20 minutes i was like this can't be comfortable for him <laughs> in any other developed nation he'd have like months leave yes like just go home man yeah. like take a day we, huh? we got it take a week <laughs> take some time you know um, anyways, so we get up into uh, space and we see this huge Republic blockade. Like, I'm talking 20 Star Destroyers deep. Um, and a bunch of Separatists drop out of light speed, But they are definitely outnumbered. Like, it's got to be like two Star Destroyers to one destroyer for the Separatists. Uh, Grievous is leading the Space Force. And uh, who is it leading the uh, Republic forces? But it looks to be Yo Laren. Yeah. Yo, Yo Laren. Welcome back. And we get the name of like the head Kaminoan city. It's called Tipoka City. Yeah. Tipoka. I thought of tapioca. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Tapioca pudding. Um, So, yeah, uh, it's Tipoka City. Um, Anakin heads out from Topoka City, and Anakin hops in his fighter because he's going to go off and engage in the space fight. Anakin's looking to fly. He's always looking to fly. He's a fly, fight. boy. He's a fly. Um, Shakti remarks that the offensive is not as large as they expected. Shakti and Obi-Wan are in the command center with Rex and Cody. Obi-Wan is looking very suspicious from the get-go. Yeah, Obi-Wan's like, this stinks. Um, so Anakin gets up in space, and he's like, oh, hey, broadside. We get broadside. He's apparently <laughs> yeah. like... The really good pilot clone, because we've heard from him a couple times <laughs> yeah. now. 
Um, and Anakin's very excited to be uh, in the battle itself and not stuck around the battleship uh, hollow thing. Yeah. Whatever. Um, the Separatists start getting fucked up immediately. <laughs> also, like, you missed uh, uh, Grievous. His right hand man is, is there. Oh, we did have a we a did quick have a battle droid, a low, low yeah. energy battle droid. The first watch, I really noticed, and I got really hyped. <laughs> but by the fourth time, because I watched this episode a lot, I wasn't noticing him anymore. Yeah, because this episode's so dense and so good. If you that, blink, you miss him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first time, I was looking, I was looking for him. But then it's just there's so much more, you know. Um, well, and this is one of the first times that we get... So Anakin jumps in his, like, Jedi Delta fighter um, with R2 kind of in front of the cockpit. Um, but he's leading a bunch of, like, uh, uh, the prototype Y-Wing guys. Yes. And then we get the first... Now, I thought those were bombers. Yeah, they are. Okay. But I'm assuming that's what they're going up there to do. Just bomb the shit out of the Yeah. Game. yeah. Um, but then we also get, uh, I don't know if it's the first time we've seen them, or maybe we've seen them once or twice before, but the Arc Star fighters. So the uh, AR, ARC-170s. Do I need to play it? Uh, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll get over it pretty quick. But no, these are the okay. ones. these are the ones at the beginning of... Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Ah, so the ones that are like they almost look like X wings. They're sure. like a precursor to that. They, they got, got like the, an extra little S foil. They got like an extra prong, don't they? Yeah, they got like uh, they got like the wings kind of like shoot out, and they're also a little more rounded. They're a little that more secondary rounded. Wing is they rounded. have three pilots to them. Or they I got almost, three. I almost have to play it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I just. It, it had gone long. On, it had gone on. The long aggressive enough. reconnaissance one seventy starfighter. There you go. It's a good thing I played it because yeah, yeah. But it's got three uh, three clones pilot them. So the, you got a pilot, you got a uh, tail gunner, and you got a co pilot. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Go Air Force. But yeah, they're like uh, one of the precursors to the X wings. And one of the things that stood out is like you can if you pay attention the sound that you hear when they fly by, it's like, it's the X-Wing flyby sure. yeah. sound. And they're clearly the precursor for the yeah. X-Wing. Like, when you look at them, you're like, oh, that's an X-Wing, and then you look a little closer, and you're like, ah, oh, that's a little different. Um, So, uh, the Separatists get fucked up immediately. Like, they're just rolling on them. And, but a bunch of debris is falling into the atmosphere. Um, So, back at the base, Obi-Wan's just like, something's not right here. Something is not right. And then we get a little more debris falling into the atmosphere. It's going right into the ocean, right by Tapioca City. Uh, tap, tap, really cool effect, tap, too. Tap. Like, I love seeing the stuff fall out of space and yeah. then, like, go to the planet and yeah. seeing it falling down. It looks really good. And then when it goes underwater, yeah. it's like, oh, wow, man. They are just strides are they being made. all out for this episode. Massive strides are being made. Um, so Obi-Wan is a little, he's like, something's not right. Um, so he starts talking to Anakin. Uh, on the com, on their, on their wrist watches, on their Apple watches, and we get our second clip of the episode. I'm gonna press the attack, Master. No, Anakin, wait. It's too easy. Not even Grievous would attack so recklessly. Master, the battle's up here in space, not down there. The debris from the destroyed Separatist ships is the key. What are you thinking? Shakti. I think I'd like to go for a swim. Oh, Obi-Wan's putting on his swim trunks. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna go take a dip. He's gonna go take a dip. Show off that beach bod. Um, 
So Obi-Wan hops in like a little mini submarine. Kind of vaguely reminded me of the ship that he, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Jar Jar take in episode yeah. one. Vaguely. And it made the sound, though. It made that... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's in the mini submarine going underwater and he's just vibing with these winged like whales that are underwater with him. Like yeah. there's a herd of them. Um, they're called Awa. Yeah. Awa. Um, so th- yeah, they look like a whale mixed with a pterodactyl. So you know what that name derives from, right? Awa. Awa. A whale. Air whale. Air whale. <laughs> <laughs> so... so <laughs> So, uh, uh, Ralph, close. Ralph McQuarrie, you know, the guy that did like all of the mm-hmm. like sketches and the yeah. artwork for the original trilogy. These things were originally, or something? these were like in a sketchbook for Bespin. They were going to be around Cloud City, but they like went over budget or whatever and they couldn't afford to put them in. And so then he had penciled them in for, I think, somewhere in Return of the Jedi, but again, they, couldn't get him in so i think they just like went through a sketchbook and found him and he like above just had written air whale <laughs> <laughs> so they just like dropped a couple letters and they're like yeah there we go okay yeah they look like uh like a sperm whale with pterodactyl wings yeah it's kind of what they reminded me of um so obi-wan is in the mini submarine just going deep vibing with the winged whales the air whales um awa and he comes across aquadroids. Now, aquadroids we haven't really seen before. Um, and these aquadroids are taking a lot of this debris and assembling assault craft at a breakneck speed with that debris. Um, at this point, they notice Obi-Wan's submarine. And one of them looks, and it's just funny to me because he's like, Holt, do not move. <laughs> and it's like, I don't think he can fucking hear you. You're underwater, and he's in a fucking submarine. Like, I don't think he can hear you. Obi-Wan's um, by the book. Yeah, those those aqua droids, just droids in general, goons. Um, so they a bunch of them just kind of assault Obi-Wan's submarine, and Obi-Wan ejects out of it, and he does this. He, Obi-Wan can swim, but, baby. So before he ejects, he does a move. <laughs> it's like... It's comical the way the aqua droids try to bust in because they're physically like beating. Yeah, on the they're thing. like they're like zombies that are trying to get into a car. And Obi Wan like hits his eject button, but it's like the sub breaks away around it, yeah, the it becomes con- like a cockpit. Yeah, it becomes a and tennis like, ball. Yeah, he's like in a, in a sphere. He's that, in a like tennis ball. shooting towards the surface. This is the episode of tennis ball ships. <laughs> So yeah, like the co- when he ejects, it becomes like a little ball that it's shoots like a up. bubble. It's a it, bubble. Like, it goes flying. Yeah. To the, and then he the breaks out of the bubble and he just like starts swimming very fast. And he's almost about to run out of air because he was pretty deep. He's just grabbing. Yeah, his he's like throat. grabbing his throat, and you can see his face kind of puffing up. You know, like it's getting puffy. Um, but then who comes to save him? <laughs> but he grabs on to an air whale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Obi-Wan hitches right on the air whale, and you're like, oh, it's a whale, you know, it's underwater thing. It takes off, baby. Oh, yeah. Like, he grabs onto it, and it takes off. It's flying out into, you know, it's flying. And, like, um, now, this episode just really made me think back on Obi-Wan's, like, history with animals. <laughs> Obi-Wan, I am convinced, is Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> I mean, he's chilling. He talks to the air like the, he's like, thank you, friend. And the air whale's like, first thing, <laughs> you know, thank you, my friend. Yeah. And the <laughs> yeah. whale responds like, you know, and then also we think about um, 
<laughs> it just reminds me of Revenge of the Sith. No, no, no. Uh, do you remember that episode of The Simpsons where they have like Shamu? <laughs> and it makes no sense, but the whale's voice is like, ooh. <laughs> Remember the episode of South Park when Kyle thinks he's talking to the orca whale? And then it ends up on the moon dead. They <laughs> <laughs> put him on the rocket. The commentary the commentary for it's that. It's so funny. That episode of South Park, Matt and Trey both said, all right, so the entire plot of this episode, someone showed us a still of a, of whale. a killer whale laying dead on the moon. <laughs> And we reverse engineered an entire <laughs> episode around it. It's great because <laughs> it's fucking great. Because honestly, have like to be the cover, the whole episode. episode that that leads up to that <laughs> when you and it's it's just a still while it's running the credits, and it is the funniest fucking. <laughs> its tongue is hanging out. <laughs> That's going to have to be the cover to the episode. <laughs> Imagine Obi-Wan gets on the air while he's just like, go straight to the moon, motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, I can definitely uh, see how Obi-Wan communes with animals. Yeah, Obi-Wan is always... He has a always, gentle soul. Yeah, he's <laughs> always vibing with animals. Uh, and you mentioned in the Bad Batch cast that we just did, the Reasonable Reaction cast. Yeah. Um, You mentioned that there may... Uh, with Omega... Yes. Maybe she was communing with that animal there on, is a force, under in there the is, moon. There is a force ability where uh, it's like force healing or whatever. C- certain force-sensitive people are more skilled with it than others, but it's being able to like communicate or have an understanding with animals. Yeah. Well, like Ray when she heals the giant snake. Yeah. I mean, granted, she heals the snake, but there's also a comb that comes over him well, that you, allows her to do that. You can kind of see Anakin do it, too, in episode two when he's going up to the big bull thing in the Geon Ocean. <laughs> the like, giant Coliseum. Yeah. Yeah. But he kind of like holds his hand out oh. and it like kind of calms yeah, down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It, well, you know, I mean, it just goes back like we're all part of the living force. Yeah. And that's uh, when we talked about Ambush, when uh, Yoda was, when we first kind of like learned that the clones were unique yeah, in their own way, Yoda's like, you're all unique within the Force. Yeah. You know, so it, it all speaks to that. Like, all living things are one with the Force and unique within the Force. Um, so, yeah, he hitches a ride on the air whale. <laughs> I love that. Air whale. Air whale. <laughs> Awa. Um, as he's hitching a ride, though, he sees multiple squid ships mounting all these Kaminoan buildings. Um, so he quick pages Anakin and recognizes, hey, the real assault is actually down here. This is what is going on. And so he calls Anakin back for assistance. And so so I, the whole plot point of this, I absolutely loved. Like, I thought it was so cool that the debris is purposefully falling to the planet so they could, like, assemble it underneath the water. Like, that whole thing is super cool, but it also made me wonder, like... Like, how fast are they building this shit? if... Ventress is already down there. Yeah, how did she get down there? In a squid ship, couldn't they just get the rest of them there the same way they got Ventress there? Yeah, and there's so many squid ships in this that I have to assume there was already a ton down there. And that's, so... How practical is it for them to... Debris breaks up, and then within a few minutes, they're building giant squid ships? Yeah. It didn't make sense. Like, 
it, I, I can suspend enough disbelief just because it's a great episode. But, yeah. like, that's the one point that just, like, didn't add up yeah, for like, me. Yeah, if, like, if there was one turd aspect to this episode, yeah. it's that. It just, some debris falls down and you build this giant functioning squid ship out of said debris. Yeah. Very strange. It was also, didn't make any sense to me. So, they also said, like, it looks like they're assembling an assault craft... And I didn't know if that was because there were squid ships like swimming around the assault craft. Yeah. So I didn't know if they were assembling a larger assault craft or maybe if it was just like assembling. Beak, maybe it was like the beak portion, battering ram portion. I don't know. It was it just it. It I left didn't a like lot it. of questions. Yeah. It left a lot of questions like, well, how do Ventress get through everything in the first place? All this stuff. It was just very strange. Um, Whatever. So, um. We get to Echo and Fives. Um, they're in a docking bay, and they're getting orders from their commander. Basically, they're being put on sniping duty. Um, so they're going up to the bridge, I believe, and they're going to be kind of hanging outside just picking off droids. Um, it's at this point that we see just absolute shit tons of these squid ships just docking all oh, over yeah. the place. Like um, They are everywhere. And then they start yeah. to break in. <laughs> Teepco is lousy with these yeah. squid ships. Yeah, tapioca. Um, <laughs> so they start to break in, and how do they break in through these buildings? But they have fucking beaks. Yeah, like an octopus. Like octopus has like a beak that it uses well, to puncture things. It's the same. Like it's the same type of separatist stuff we've seen in space, where they go shooting into a ship, and it's it kind of like yeah. pierces the outer skin of exactly. a ship. And then droids get yeah, and they're able to do that them. because droids. I mean, you know, they're not going to get killed from that atmosphere, so they can just bust in the shit yeah. it's fucking great actually it's not it's ingenious that they just smash through yeah. shit but yeah so like these squids have like like are like another or like an octopus or a squid do squids have beaks or yeah, is yeah, it yeah. just octopus no that's how they know that uh sperm whales eat them is because they find they find beaks inside yeah. of uh sperm are they a mollusk stomachs. no they're uh i forget what they're called I think they're cephalopod. Yeah, there it is. They're cephalopod. Yeah. So these are they're very true to the cephalopod origins of the design. They have like a beak that they yeah, use yeah. to break into shit. Um, so as soon as those beaks start to break into tapioca, what is it called again? Tip tucka. <laughs> what is it? Tiptoe. What is it? Uh, Taktale. Captain. Tiboka. Uh, Tiboka. Tip oka. Is anybody gonna be mad if I just call it tapioca? No. Okay. Tapioca. So they're breaking into tapioca, and aqua droids begin flooding into the buildings. Now, these aqua droids, they're pretty versatile. The other thing, too, there's a great scene where one of the squig ships busts into the hangar, and the clones just open up on them right away. But one of the, one of the squids takes its arm and does kind just of like, a, like four of them. Yeah. And like ten clones <laughs> fly up against yeah. the wall and die. Man, these squid ships are beast. Yeah. And also, the aqua droids, they can go underwater. They can build squid ships within like two minutes, apparently. Why are they not investing in more in more of these aqua droids? Because now they're fighting on land. It must be really expensive. Yeah, they're they're spendy. Um, and Grievous happens to be, you know, some of that debris that fell down. Grievous came down with it, so yeah. he's on one of these landing parties. And Grievous shows up in a dock, and he says some dumb shit. I can't remember. He says, like, "Oh, yeah, I'm Grievous." Um, so more and more debris is falling into the cloning facilities, and <laughs> we see it take out like thousands of clone babies oh in my the little God. tubes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So on Camino, there's definitely going to be like some pro-life protests going on there. was <laughs> at that moment I wrote, like, this episode is apparently sponsored yeah. by Planned Parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> like, just fetuses <laughs> raining from the sky. 
the Vatican spoke out against this episode. Um, and then it's at this point that we get a quick view of Ventress disembarking from her ship. Let's give her one of these. I don't know how you do. It looks very cool. It's great. She kind of just like slowly walks out and assesses the scene. Great. It's like, so the Ventress vibe in Ventress in this episode is dialed up to 11. Like she is all out the roof. She is pedal to the metal Ventress in this episode. She's She's giving you the sex appeal. She's giving you the sass. Oh, she's giving you like the extremely capable lightsaber abilities. Like she owns this episode. Yeah. Her and 99 own yep. this episode. This is the Ventress 99 spectacle. <laughs> um, so Ventress disembarks. Then we also see 99 running around the hangar. Resupplying I mean, we everybody. Are cutting left and right. I mean, there's so many cuts in this episode. We're all over the place. But 99 is just passing out the weapons. He's just we are passing out guns. We are 10 minutes into this episode, and already this is like a three-part episode. I'm not even halfway through my notes. It's crazy. We're at an hour. I have to pee. <laughs> so, yeah, 99 is passing out weapons. Um, I don't know if these are the same weapons that he's been carrying around all day, but he's passing out weapons to these clones that are in the midst of a battle here in the hangar. Um, how about we take a quick pee rate? because yeah. we still got a lot of episodes. That go, works. So. Uh, yeah, man. All right, so uh, 99 was passing out weapons in the hangar. It's a real shit show down in that hangar. Um, and then we get to Obi-Wan and Anakin. Anakin has already arrived. He was quick to return. Um, they're fending off a bunch of droids. Um, Obi-Wan's like, hey, something's not right here. There's not enough droids. This Something's not right. So he's like, I think they're trying to distract us. Um, so he sends Anakin off to protect the DNA chamber. Obi-Wan is very perceptive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's he, not arrogant at all. He knows that this whole thing. No arrogance. He knows that this whole thing stinks to yeah. high heaven. No naivete in this episode either. Obi-Wan is on the ball, baby. On the ball. Obi-Wan saves the day, really, when you think about it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he is sending Anakin to protect the DNA DNA chamber, and he's like, I will deal with Grievous. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that. And so in, I don't think we ever figure out what they wanted with the DNA, but that's the target that Ventress is going for. Um, but it's interesting, too, that because of Bad Batch, mm-hmm. we know that uh, Django Fett's DNA is starting to, like, I don't know what they said, like, break, like deteriorate, break down or like yeah. deteriorating or something it's, like that. It's run thin. So I'm wondering. It's running thin like butter spread across a piece of bread. I know I don't look it, but I'm beginning to feel it in my heart. I feel thin, sort of stretched, like butter scraped over too much bread. I need a holiday, a very long holiday, and I don't expect I shall return. In fact, I mean not to. I was, like, wondering <laughs> what their plan could be with, like, getting access to the DNA. Like, could they be trying to, like, create a virus or something like that that could wipe out the clones? Because they say that that's a big deal with, like, farming. and like make... Well, in the initial intercepted message, Grievous does say something along the lines, if we stop them from producing any more clones, we'll win the war. 
Yeah, but then he also implies later that they have some sort of plan for it something. Also, it reminded me of, so McDonald's got into trouble because McDonald's French fries are all made from the same type of potato. They're like the russet um, uh-huh. because they're big, so you can get like a really long yeah. French fry. So McDonald's like requires that type of potato. So like I think it was something like 90% of farms that grow potatoes grow russets so they can sell to McDonald's. Uh-huh. But whenever you don't diversify your crop, uh, like one virus that can figure out or one parasite, one bug, one something that can like figure out how to attack it can like destroy devastate whole your whole crop. Yeah. And not only yours, but everyone else with that crop. That's why they say it's important to like grow a bunch of different types of shit. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's the same type of thing. Like if they're using the one strand of DNA to clone this entire army, all they got to do is figure out one virus to attack it. And that wipes out the entire army. You know what? You should make a parody captain typo account. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like you got a handle on this sort of thing. You ever think about that? That's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe you should should try that. that out. Yeah. You should try that sometime. Um, so Fives and Echo are out in their sniping position. They're taking out a shit ton of aqua droids that are marching around. Um, it's at this point that 99 bailed from the hangar, um, and he is joining them now up there. Um, still, he's got a backpack with him. <laughs> it's got a bunch of grenades in it. Um, so uh, suddenly they're, they're kind of talking, and they're like, Hey, 99, can you tell us anywhere that might be a better spot for us to sit and pick off these droids and snipe? And then suddenly there's a bunch of droids that come up behind them. And they push 99 out of the way, and he's like, the grenades! And they throw a grenade and take them all out. So 99 paying dividends. But then 99 almost gets a group of cadets (laughs) killed. (laughs) So, like, the grenades left, like, all this, you know, smoke and dust, and, like, you can't really see down this hallway. And so suddenly, like, he's like, there's more coming! And they're about to start shooting at the... (laughs) And all of a sudden, like, a bunch of little kids run out. (laughs) And so they're like, oh, crap, what are we going to do? What are you kids doing? They're like, oh, we got mixed up. We got lost from our group. You blah, blah, rascals. Blah. You know, these little rascals. So uh, 99's like, hey, the barracks aren't too from, far from here. Let's go hide out in the barracks. So they're heading to the barracks. Um, so down in the barracks, uh, Grievous has entered the barracks area, kind of marching around the hallways, and he's commanding a pretty large battalion through these barracks. Um, we get one brave clone commander. Uh, this is clone commander Colt. Um, he's about he's kind of hiding off in a corner, and he's about to jump out and just ice a bunch of droids. He's really thought this out. Really, well. he's got a plan. This man, the man with a plan. Um, but just as he jumps out, he starts getting force choked, and you're like, "What the fuck? What's going on here?" And so from a side hallway comes Asajj Ventress. I don't know how you do what you do. This sequence is unreal. This might be one of the best sequences that we've seen thus far. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about a sequence that has it all, that it's like a sexy dark side moment. <laughs> like, we're going to have to make a new segment for Asajj Ventress that's just called Sexy Dark Side. So, this, it could be called Dark Side After Dark. Yeah. This is the Dark Side After Dark session. Um, so, he starts getting force choked. And Ventress comes out from a side hallway. And she fucking throws him against a wall. And then she ignites her lightsaber. Now, what she does next might be one of the coolest fucking things we've seen so far. (laughs) 
She sticks her lightsaber out and she force pulls him into the lightsaber right through his heart. And then <laughs> if that wasn't enough, if that isn't beast enough, she kisses him on the cheek, pulls him towards her, gives him a kiss on the cheek, and, and then, then he drops, drops him. dead. Oh, my God. This was the coolest. She's a badass bitch. God. I don't know how you do what you do. I have. I, I looked I'm into so Ventress in fucking rules. Ventress fucking rocks. <laughs> I knew I loved her for a reason. God, she is the best. Okay, so... I looked up the episode on Wikipedia, right? And there was actually, in the continuity section mm-hmm. of this episode, mm-hmm. I'm going to read, I'm just going to read straight off what they got on Wikipedia. So, the scene where Asaz Ventress kills Commander Colt originally had Ventress kissing the ARC Trooper just after she impaled him on her lightsaber, like we saw. The scene was cut when Cartoon Network insisted on taking it out at Star Wars Celebration 5. However, the scene was still part of a data clip, data clip summary of ARC Troopers on Cartoon Network's own site. In later reruns of this episode, Colt is not shown being paled at all. Rather, it is merely implied. The DVD, Blu-ray, Netflix, and also Disney Plus release of the episode shows both Colt's death and the kiss. So when this originally aired on September 17, 2010... They took that out. I'm just imagining the screening and the cartoon <laughs> cartoon network executives just like rubbing their temples and like, guys, come on, come on, seriously, we can't have this. It's just crazy that we <laughs> just watched. Look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! It was so good, though. I can't. This added so much. To, the, oh, yeah. to this episode. Well, and it's, it was the coolest moment of the episode. We haven't seen Ventress in so long. And yeah. all of a sudden, she comes riding in with this? Yeah. Ugh. Dave Filoni? Oh, I'm looking right at you, Big Daddy. Yes. <laughs> Big Daddy, indeed. Very, very choice. I'm glad that they got this back in there. Oh, it's, it's so important. great. It adds so much to her character. Oh, absolutely. She's so fucking cool. Yep. God, she is hot. <laughs> She's hot. Give it to me. I don't know how you do what you do. I'm so in love with you. She fucking rules. Yeah, she does. She's the best bad guy. She's so cool. Ever. I would be fine if they brought Ventress in and Rise of Skywalker and she was behind it all. Do you know what's nuts? I'd be fine with that. Do you know what's going to be nuts? She fucking rules. It's when we eventually go to Star Wars Celebration. I've seen online, there's some pictures of some people that do some very realistic Ventress cosplay. <laughs> you got to keep your distance away from those guys. Can I buy you a drink, my lady? <laughs> <laughs> Why is short Cody staring at me? <laughs> I'm going to put lifts in my Cody boots. I'm definitely going to be over six feet tall in that bevel. I can't believe, like, I can understand why Cartoon Network wanted that removed. Yeah. Like, it's pretty dark. Yeah. Especially when you look at, like... It's a show for children. Yes. <laughs> I think they were still like, this is a show for kids. <laughs> you know? And Filoni's like, nah. nah. Nah, fuck you. See the hat, baby? I'm running the show. <laughs> After she kills Colt. <laughs> Colt. I'm glad they gave him a name. Yeah, me too. Hey, but what a way to go out, baby. Here's an arc trooper too. He's got the Rex like. Yeah, he's got the piece. Rex stuff. He's he's very fancy, lad. Um, 
we get a lovely little diet. She just keeps getting horny. Like she, the way she talks and touches Grievous. Holy oh, shit. Yeah, let's hear it. Your skills are impressive. Perhaps a match for my own assassin. Count Dooku may have taught you how to swing a lightsaber, General, but that hardly makes you my equal. And yet, I am the general in charge of this assault. Remember, assassin, you are to recover the clone DNA. Why not just destroy it? Because the DNA could unlock new possibilities for us. Keep playing with your droids. I'll handle breaking into the DNA room. Shall I provide you with a droid escort? My dear general, there's nothing you have that I could want. He doesn't have a dick! <laughs> <laughs> she's so horny! And as she says it, she grabs his mouth. And oh, like She's oh. like caressing his chin. Oh, I wanted her to grab his chin and just rip the mask right off. Wouldn't that have been great? Well, she, she just says, crushed his face. You, you couldn't have anything I could possibly want. She just slowly like grabs yeah, she's his like face caressing as she says this it. like metal husk of what used to be like a living organism. She is firing on all cylinders. All cylinders. <laughs> this is the sexiest, horniest episode yet. It's got it all, baby. <laughs> this is a great episode. This is incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. All right. We're going to have another clip for you here right away because it's just, it's home run season on this this episode. <laughs> it's everywhere you turn. It's like, holy shit, this is great. Holy shit, this is great. So, 99 has led the cadets and Echo and Fives to the barracks. Um, and they're kind of just like, oh shit, what are we going to do? They're everywhere. You know, they're in the barracks. That's where Grievous is with this like giant legion of them. Um, so, they're in the barracks and they're discussing what to do and we get just an absolute Charles moment here. Just a... Oh, no, no. Just Charles. one of these. Just one of these. Give me a Crispin's Day. Crispin's Day. What are we going to do? A separatist victory means death for all of us. The cadet is right. What are we going to do? We fight. And our training's not finished. Look around. We're one and the same. Same heart, same blood. Your training is in your blood. And my blood's boiling for a fight. This is our home. This is our war. What about weapons? The armory. There's just a few corridors away. Here in the barracks. I can retrieve all the firepower that we need. So, who wants to blast some droids? Now it's... Dude, I think we're going to get the cops called on us here. Do you think the neighbors can hear me just like... Your, your next door neighbors who, for some reason, hang out in the front yard. Hang out in their front yard. Have to be like, what the fuck is going on over there? Uh, There's this Dodge Stratus in the driveway <laughs> twice a week, and it's nothing but screaming. I drive, I drive, I drive a Dodge Stratus. We're hitting on all cylinders the last few weeks, are we not? We're just hitting on all cylinders. Tell your fucking friends. This is the Star Wars podcast. We got our groove, baby. Oh, we got our groove. This is the Star Wars. This is the Star Wars podcast of record. Of 
record. We are the goddamn New York Times. This episode's so good. It's so good. It's really good. We, we Before we started recording this, we were like, man, I really enjoyed last week's episode. Not the episode we watched, but the record. Yeah. We were like, yeah, I think the really shitty ones might bring something good out of us. But this episode, oh my shut the God. Oh, yeah, but the only thing it's missing is Ahsoka. I know. And Typho. Yep. <laughs> Can you imagine if they threw Typho there in the end? Like, hey, I found this root. And then, and then it just rolls. <laughs> Created by George Lucas. <laughs> hey, I found this root. <laughs> and then it's just Ahsoka in the background. Hi, Sky Guy. You know, like, that would be great. Credits roll. Yeah, credits roll. Produced by Dave Filoni. Um, <laughs> we're at the command center. And Shock T, there's some aqua droids that are getting pretty close to, like, the head Kaminoan yeah, command yeah. center. Shock T just wastes them. There's like three of them left after he chops them down, and she does like an epic force push where she just lifts them in the air and throws them against the wall, yep. and they just shatter. Um, at this time, she gets on her Apple Watch and she calls for a push, get on the offensive. Like the droids are running kind of thin at this point. So, and this is one. So, as much as I love loved Ahsoka in the Mandalorian, Shakti, her Liku are supposed to be like as that species grows older, their Liku grow. So at the time that Ahsoka's in the Mandalorian, she should have long Liku like that. And I was looking forward to that, but they shortened them up in the Mandalorian. And I actually, I read something that said that they had a bunch of different prototypes. And just because the fighting, when uh, Rosario Dawson was doing the fighting, the longer Liku kept like getting in the way. So they had to like shorten them up. So, like, I get it, but still, I was, like, really looking forward to some shock tea Liku from Anasoka. No, we need more Liku. We need more Liku. This is the Liku podcast of record, <laughs> right? The New York fucking times. Okay. So, we get down to the DNA chamber, and Ventress has arrived. Uh, she steals a copy of the clone DNA, and she puts it in a tennis ball canister. This is the tennis ball episode. It's like a little <laughs> tennis ball canister. Probably good for two tennis balls. Yeah. Um, but Or a fun-size Pringles. Oh, yeah. Fun-size Pringles. Okay, we'll go with fun-size Pringles. I don't know. I just kind of wanted to go with this is the tennis ball episode. Um as she's about to leave, Anakin comes up from behind her, cuts her off. There's some real lackluster flirtation here. Yeah. They don't have the same vibe. You can as... tell Ventress is disappointed. It's she not Obi-Wan. She wants it to be Obi-Wan. She wanted to be Obi-Wan. I love how all the bad guys just dig Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like, Grievous is just like, oh, it's Kenobi. You know? Like, <laughs> everybody, everybody loves Kenobi. Dooku, when he gets in Attack of the Clones, when he captures Kenobi, he's like, hey, what if I told you everything that is really going on right now? Like, Kenobi just brings the best out of everybody. Just He's the a, best. You see what being a fancy lad brings you? It gives you respect yeah. from everybody. The Stu John stud, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's some lackluster flirtation there. Ventress, she's kind of horned up, so she plays along a little bit. She probably also has been watching Obi-Wan from afar, and he, she sees what he's been up to. She sees the Duchess. God, I, I want her to meet Duchess so bad. I I might cease to exist if that happens. Like I will I will level up into another plane of existence. You're just if gonna that melt into a puddle yeah. if that ever does happen. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to ninety nine puddle. Just kinda like just melt away. Brother. You know? Um so we get to the armory where Rex, Cody, and ninety nine have reached the army. They house a ton of gear. Um and 99, I love it because he puts the backpack on. That man, I mean, thank 
God they give him at least a fucking backpack. Oh, yeah. Still should give him a wheelbarrow. I st- I'm wheelbarrow for life, gang. They give, they give him a backpack, but it's a backpack full of explosives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for a man that has not great motor skills. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> So we're at the barracks then, and Grievous's droids are knocking on doors, and one of them opens up, and who is it? It's Rex, Cody, and Co., and just blow the shit out of these droids. Now you're like, okay, <clears throat> that's good. They're blowing up the droids. Then they kind of fall back into the barracks a little bit deeper, and the droids follow them in. Now, this is fine because I full confidence that Rex, Cody, and all these guys, um, Echo, Fives, they can handle droids, but Grievous is with them. So if Grievous engages with them, that's kind of a different story. We've seen Grievous handle clones pretty easily in the past. And I know it's Rex and Cody, so I think they got a better fighting chance than most clones. Echo and Fives are showing some, some real potential here. But it's dangerous, right? It's not, it's not looking good. And then we get this clip. All too easy. Define easy, General. Now it's Obi-Wan has engaged General Grievous, baby. And we get the classic two-finger stance. Yes, we get the two-finger Obi-Wan stance. It's just great because if Obi-Wan doesn't show up there, it's probably going to go really bad for those, for Rex and Cody and co. You know? I, I think it probably, also yeah. immediately we get a uh, Kenobi yes. from Grievous. Too. I know, like I would have left oh, no, it no, in no, there, no. but I wanted that. Oh, for yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we had to have it. Um, so then we start getting just cuts left and right. We get to Ventress and Anakin. They're having an excellent lightsaber fight in the hallway near the DNA chamber. Um, we then cut to Grievous and Kenobi. Um, Grievous, they're kind of engaged in a standstill, and Grievous, he's only dual wielding. He's only got two lightsabers out. So he grabs, with one of his free claws or hands, whatever you want to call it, he grabs Kenobi by the neck and just slams him on the ground. Um, and Grievous then starts to taunt him like, ha ha Kamino's going to fall, Kenobi. And Kenobi's like, I beg to differ. And he just chucks him with a massive force <laughs> throw. Like, he flies all the way down this hallway and just smacks the wall. And then when he lands, what does he do? Scurry. He scurries. <laughs> he's, he's spider crawls away. He does the cockroach. So he's out of there. He's running away from Kenobi. Uh, we then get a nice scene in the barracks where there's a battle taking place. Uh, 99 is passing grenades to Rex. Um, up front, Cody, Fives, and Echo are just blasting the shit out of droids. Um, so the droids, they continue to fall back and bring the droids deeper into this barrack room, right? Like, so the droids are pushing them further and further back. But there's a reason for that. As soon as they get deep enough into the barracks, they're like, cadets, now. Rex is like, cadets, now. And the cadets pop out of the, out of the sleeping tubes and flank the droids and just start blowing the shit out of them from above. They have the high ground. They have the high <laughs> they ground. They have the high ground. You're so, taught well. Yeah, like, God. Fuck you, Rex, Cody. Echo Fives, this is great. This is all great. Look at these cadets. <laughs> They're just kicking the shit out of it. Just ingenious battle strategy. And man, can 99 hand out grenades. <laughs> like, that's his gift, man. Like, he's really good at handing grenades. Ugh. All right. So, Anakin and Ventress, we get a little more action scene from them. Um, and I did note here, Ventress does the Kenobi pose. 
the defensive oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pose. She she puts a little lightsaber above her head and she sticks her other hand out. Yeah, you tell me about that. Yeah. But she doesn't give the two fingers. She doesn't do the two fingers. But it's still a similar defensive stance. Yeah. So I think she's just thinking of her. She's like, God, I wish it was you. <laughs> I've, been, I've been working on this and I wanted to show I wanted to show Ben. I wanted to show Ben what's going on, you know. So, yeah, uh, she does a Kenobi pose and then they she ends up kicking Anakin and throws Anakin behind her and she continues to retreat. I mean, she's got what she came for. So she's just trying to get the fuck out of there at this point. So she's just playing more defensive here. Um, outdoors, Kenobi has pursued Grievous further, and they end up engaging each other again on this big landing platform. I did note here it stopped raining. Oh, it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sun is shining on Kamino the one day out of the year, and they're just getting invaded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> they finally had a good weather forecast. Yeah. The clones were looking forward to it, but now they're half of them are dead. <laughs> we're finally going to be able to play baseball. Yeah. Um, so we get back to the barracks, and this probably might be one of the most depressing scenes of the episode. Now, they're running out of grenades. They're still dealing with a shit ton of droids in this barrack room. Um, and 99's like, I- I'm going to go off and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get some grenades. And But the one... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we got this clip. Last one, Commander. Make it count. I'll get more. 99, you can't! I'm a soldier, like you! This is what I was bred for. So he's running down the hallway there. 99, no! Got hit in the leg. Still going for it. Hey, took a couple shots in the back there. Commander Cody. Yes, sir. The droids have been pushed back to the main hangar. And that's Shaq T checking in with Cody. Um, so basically, what happened there is uh, 99 ran off to get more grenades. Um, got hit in the leg, fell down, started to get up, got hit in the back twice, and died. So here's my problem with it. You can hear Rex in the beginning of that clip say, Last one, Commander, and he hands Cody the grenade. And then 99 goes, I'll go for more! And then it goes shuffling off down the hallway. And then Cody turns, both Cody and Rex turn and watch 99 walk down, and he's still holding the grenade. <laughs> like, he could have saved 99's life if he would have just thrown the goddamn grenade. Well, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I will say this. For 99's death there, like, I was happy for him in a sense. Yeah. Like, this is what he wanted. He wanted to help. He wanted to be a soldier. And he, finally he wanted got to be to a soldier. He, he was a very helpful guy. Yeah. Like, you know, and... Honestly, like what he did, like he drew all the fire as he was oh, running yeah. away, and Echo and Fives just like were able to get right in the face of the remaining droids and just kick the shit out of them, like I shooting just, them at point blank range. Like they weren't even paying attention to Echo and Fives. I would just love it if, uh, as soon as all the droids are gone, Cody looks down and sees the grenade in his hand. It's like, oh god damn! Oh <laughs> shoot! So yeah, I mean, we we lost ninety nine, but that being said, like I don't know, man. Like, he was a real all-star in this episode. Yeah. Like, he was doing everything he possibly could to, like, help out this effort. Yep. So, and you know, and he almost got those cadets killed. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been great. (laughs) I would have gave him a trophy as, like, all-star of a... He would overtake R2 as all-star of all time if he got all those cadets (laughs) killed. (laughs) There's more, and they just ice him. (laughs) 
No, there should be a statue of 99 built on Camino. He's a fucking legend. In tapioca. I'm glad Bad Batch was Clone Force 99. Yeah. Like, that's good. Yep. Like, I dig 99. He stands out. Yeah. Like, he was kind of this weird little character the first time we saw him. And he's not, I mean, he's in two episodes. But, man, he makes an impact. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he has a lasting impact. Yep. Like, I can tell. Um, so Obi-Wan and Grievous are fighting on this, like, landing platform outside, and a squid ship just, like, comes up with its arms and just, like, rips it down. Um, so Kenobi falls off, and he's falling towards the ocean. Grievous goes into full spider crawl, and he crawls over to the edge of, like, the falling platform and, like, looks down and doesn't see Kenobi, and he just kind of laughs. It's like, dude, you know better than that. Kenobi is alive. Um... But then he does his cool little flip up or whatever the fuck we want to call it. <laughs> and he gets into a tennis ball and flies away. There's just a tennis ball. That tennis there. ball ship is awesome. Yeah. So he hops in the tennis ball and he takes off. So Grievous has escaped once again. It leaves like a trail behind it. Oh, as yeah. It flies. That thing flies, baby. That thing's got gas. Um, so Obi-Wan all of a sudden pops back up and like, what? How did he survive the fall? He landed on his whale friend again. He's on the air whale. He's on the AWA. And he just goes, he just talk, he, he lands on the AWA. The AWA saves him. And he just goes, we've got to stop meeting like this, my friend. <laughs> and the whale's just. <laughs> so Dr. Doolittle, man. He is Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. That's going to be the cover art of the episode. I can't oh, wait. I can't wait until the Kenobi series where we get to see him talk to some banthas. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait till he just communes with everything on Tatooine. So great. Ugh. I wonder if he's gonna go into like, um, he's gonna go into like a Tuscan Raider village and apologize for Anakin's <laughs> actions. <laughs> so I've come to apologize for the actions of a colleague of mine twelve years ago. <laughs> um, so in the battle, the Republic forces are clearly gaining the upper hand. The droids are really getting thin at this point. Um, Ventress continues to run from Anakin, uh, but she runs out of room. She gets to the end of this like outdoor platform here. Um, so Anakin's kind of got her just, uh, you know, it's dead to rights, dead to rights, basically. And, it, you know, I mean, she can't jump off of here because, I mean, you would just fall thousands of feet into the ocean to your death. Um, so they engage each other and they're fighting back and forth. Um, Anakin gets a little bit of the upper hand and he's able to pull away uh, using the force. He's able to get the canister containing the DNA the tennis ball canister away from her. So he force pulls it. He grabs it. Um, Ventress then gets very aggressive and fights back. She kicks the crap out of him for about two seconds yeah. there. He is kind of fighting oddly because he's got the canister in one hand and he's only able to like balance with. <laughs> it would be hilarious if he's like, oh, shit. He had the canister in his right hand. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh trying, God. To, trying to do yeah. with his left hand. So, I mean, he, he's able to defend himself, but he can't really be fully aggressive. Um so she fights back with some nifty offense, and then she begins to force pull it back from him after giving him a big kick. And as she's just about to grab it, all of a sudden you see a hand just come in and grab it, and it's like a shit ton of clones have joined the area, and a clone grabs it, uh, steps in and grabs it. Um, so Ventress is like, ah, shit. You know, I got like 20 clones and a Jedi right in front of me here. I got nowhere that I can run. Um, so we get this clip. I suppose you expect me to surrender. Actually, here's the tennis ball. Clones execute right now. Not this time. 
So right from behind her, she hears it coming. It's Grievous in the tennis ball, and she <laughs> she does this really sweet backflip right into the tennis ball. Gets in, puts on her seatbelt. Um, <laughs> so Grievous and Ventress are both off in the tennis ball together. They're off to Wimbledon now. Uh, low key dark side moment there. Anakin saying, "I'm just gonna have the clones execute no you right shit. now." Shit, Jesus, fuck, man. <laughs> like if this is any other episode, like that is a hands down dark side moment of the week. Yeah. Anakin's fucking insane. <laughs> like, he is just going to, he's like, I'm just going to execute you right now. Like, and you, can, all right, now we can have the discussion about, well, Ventress is very dangerous. You know, she's going to cause a lot of headaches down the road, probably. Like, you can't, you know, like, in war. Okay. Yeah. I get it. But we're not talking that way. He's a Jedi. Yeah. There's a Jedi code. And whether you agree with it or not, it is what it is. It's like, it's. And he is just insane it's moments like that and just the culmination of all of them it's like you can really easily see okay vader's been in them like pretty much the whole time yeah he just pops out from time to time and you can see even in his fights in the lightsaber fights he goes from this like kind of like passive aggressive defensive mode and then every now and then he just gets this look on his face where it's just like you know, it's kind of like the whole thing with that you read about with about Mace and his fight, his fighting style, like tapping into tapping the into side. it. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like he just like goes all in but on it for half a sec. You know, I feel like Anakin approaches it in a way that's like uh, unmitigated rage. He's oh like yeah, tapping into that. Whereas Mace knows how to control that. Yes, where it's never rageful. He's just tapping into that dark side, and it's energy. still frowned upon. Yeah, but he doesn't let it consume him. And I think it does consume Anakin at times. Yeah. Like, the hatred. Um, so, yeah, super dark side moment from Anakin there. Just like, yeah, we're going to execute you. Like, yeah, yeah, man, you're going to be great in the Empire, man. You are a fucking <laughs> totalitarian nutbag, dude. You're insane. Um, so we get back into the barracks and the clone cadets. Probably one of the low points of the episode. You have to hear their voice acting, and they're excited about the win. Oh, oh yeah. man, yeah. Oh, shit, we won. <laughs> Wow, we won. I can't believe it. Wow, wow, we did it. So they're excited about the W that they pulled up. Um, and we get a really sad visual here. I think it was it Echo or was it Fives cradling 99's body? Oh, I, I didn't couldn't see. tell. Yeah. It's hard to tell it's from one of the those angle. Because there's like, when they have their gear on, there's a few things. Like, Echo has the a handprint. A handprint, which you think would be on Fives. Yeah. The handprint. But um, so you can't really tell. You can't see what's at. But I, I put down Echo's cradling ninety nine, um, and Cody's like, "Wow, he really was one of us." And Cody laments his loss, and they're all kind of upset about losing ninety nine. So the cadets are excited. You know, they were in their first battle. It was very exciting for them. But uh, the seasoned troopers are very upset about losing ninety nine. Like you can tell, he meant a lot to them as a group. So um, he was a brother. He was a brother. Um, so we get back out. This is after everything's been cleared out. Rex and Cody are talking to Echo and Fives out on this landing platform. It's not raining again on Camino on this. So that was exciting. Um, but Rex and Cody are talking to Echo and Fives. They're praising it for their valor during the battle and um, their initiative. And just, you know, I mean, they gave that lovely pep talk. To yeah. The cadets. They did everything. They did a lot. Um, and Echo and Fives find out that they are being promoted to ARC Troopers. Yeah. Um, and Rex and Cody are very excited to serve with them. So uh, that is our episode. What a joy. Oh, boy. What do we got for an IMDb? IMDb gives ARC Troopers 
an 8.6. Damn. That might be the highest rated episode we've seen so far. For good reason. It's a... It was a very good episode. It is. Extremely, extremely good episode. So, uh, now the onus falls on me to give this masterpiece a rating. Um, I think, and I've said this about episodes before, but this is the kind of thing that can change. So, if you ask me, I think this is the best episode so far. (laughs) It's so good. It's got it all. Um, Ventress, absolute home run. 99, absolute home run. Hits you right in the feels. Um, It's got Cody. It's got Rex. You learn why Echo and Fives are going to become such a big part of this going forward. You see the development of them. They become more than just these background characters that we've known them as thus far. There's never a dull moment. Yeah. Grievous and Kenobi have a great fight. The Anakin Ventress fight is great. You get squids. Um, you have air whales. <laughs> you get squids. You get squids. It literally has it all. Uh, I'm going to give this a 9.5. Wow. I'm not giving it a perfect 10. 9.5. Actually, mm, let's give it a 9. You're going I'm gonna 9? Give it a nine. I want wiggle room when I do give that 10. Okay. I want to use a 9.5. I want to hold on to my 9.5 because not many episodes are going to get ratings this high. Yep. So I may be, maybe this is a 10 and I don't know it yet, but I got a whole lot of episodes to watch still. So I got to, I got to assume that there's going to be one that might be even better than this. Yep. But that's saying a lot. So I'm giving it a nine. We'll go okay. a nine. Gives me wiggle room. What do you give it? So I am giving this one a, I fluctuated between an eight and an 8.5 solely because if Obi-Wan would have faced off with Ventress, that would have been then it's a 10. solid 9.5. Yeah. Then it, they, yeah. But I'm waffling between the two, so I'm just going, uh, I'll go 8.25 and split the difference. You're insane. You're a madman. You're breaking custom. You're breaking custom. 8.25. It's too hard. I can't decide. All right. So we got an 8.25 and a 9. So mm, it was a good one. Very, very good. Always look on the light side of life. Holy shit. That was so fucking good. Light side moment of the episode. Um, for me, the light side moment, um, this is kind of a grim light side, but I think it was the death of 99. Um, it's not that that's a happy thing. Obviously, it's terrible. Uh, and I really like 99. But... I'm glad that he went out with a purpose. And so I'm glad that, you know, his death was not in vain. And he did, like, he he took the fire from all those remaining droids. And, like, it gave Echo and Fives a chance to really yeah, get in there. Yeah, he saved all of them. He saved all of them. Yeah. Um, and it's what he wanted to do. And as he's, like, running, he ha- he knows the grave danger he's in. But he's like, I'm a soldier. I was bred for this. Yeah. And he was happy. So he went out happy. And for a guy that like clearly had seen some shit and had had a struggle throughout his entire life, he had his moment, you know? Yeah. So that's my light side. He, he had his moment. It's a sad light side, but it's a light side. I'll go with... 
I was going to go with uh, Colts of Death, but we'll wait on that one for a different segment. Uh, I'm going to go with, at the very end, seeing Fives and Echo get promoted to ARC Troopers. It's very good. It's very well deserved. Very well deserved. Very well deserved. And you can tell on their faces they're very happy about it. It's what they wanted. Yeah. It's what they always wanted. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Dark side moment of the week. And now this is a light side dark side, but a true dark side. Uh, Ventress killing Commander Colt. Yeah. Very, very dark. Very, very dark. But fucking awesome. Incredible. It was so cool. (laughs) This is how you do dark side with some style, some grace, some sexy swag. So Ventress killing Commander Colt was fucking amazing. Um, honorary dark side, honorary true dark side to Anakin wanting to just execute people without any kind of trial yeah. or anything. So, <laughs> Anakin, you can't have it every week, bud. You, you do so good, though. You do so good with these dark side. What do you got? Uh, yeah, mine was Anakin becoming a war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was he was not fun. already? Have we not had? No, but like just jumping back yeah. into that pool. Add it to the tablet. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just racking up. He's racking him up. It's like Wrecker when he goes back after a battle, you know, and he's got <laughs> yeah, the. Yeah, yeah. How many, how many, how many scratches do you think Anakin has in his war criminal chart? You know? <laughs> so, yeah, Anakin, geez, man, just absolutely brutal <laughs> oh thank you rex oh i'm pumped for this get it up I'm losing my voice Cheap i've been talking for a while so yeah little guitar all right dark horse hero of the episode it's tough there's a lot. I know. Many Dark Horse heroes of this episode. Um, I'm going to give it to the droid in the squid ship that calls Ventress Mistress. <laughs> he really delivered that line with some, with some, just, you know, some conviction. It stood out. It stood out. It was different. You're like, oh, nice, Mistress. I like, she must have had a talk with them. They're like, call me Mistress or something. Yeah. I could see them calling her, like, Sir. Well, it's funny because, like, mm-hmm. all of the clones call all of the Jedi Sir. Like, yeah. even Ahsoka and And Shakti. I'm assuming that at one point those battle droids were probably like, Sir, and she was like, No. She, yeah, she, like, cut one's head off. <laughs> and then said, Shut the fuck up. Call me Mistress. <laughs> so that is my Dark Horse hero. You really knocked that line out of That's the park. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going to dig deep. Go with... I'll go with the younglings or the the uh, the cadets, the cadets, the, the the tiny bobas who almost got shot to death by yes. Echo and Fives, <laughs> and then pulled off a sweet maneuver in the sleep pods. It's great when they came out of the tubes. <laughs> yeah. The tubes just popped open. I think the last time we saw the tubes, I referred to them as like when Kramer has the Japanese businessmen, <laughs> yeah, the giant chest of drawers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's excellent. But they had a cool arc. They went from like kind of being scared to getting motivated by Rex and Echo and those guys yeah. to like really stepping up. Very good stuff. Excellent Dark Horse Heroes of the episode this episode. I always want to say weak. I always want to say weak. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. And all that is Holy wow. Shit. 
I didn't cut him off that time. Good for me. That means hey. I don't have to. I don't have to hit the buttons again. Um, can I give a co? Can I do a co? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ventress and ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, the dark side and the light side of things. Both extremely well done characters in this episode. I enjoyed them both thoroughly. Um, so, Asaj Ventress and ninety nine. My yeah. two all stars of the week. I had ninety nine. Just like pegged from yeah. the start like all-star all the way it's very good although r2 was in the episode and he did oh yes he was in he was in anakin's fighter yep all right that's hold on. a tough one hold on hey now you're a rock star get the show on get paid all right all-star of the week r2d2 is there any other choice? I mean, he really owned that. <laughs> I mean, he was okay. Now, he was only in for a minute, and you barely, he didn't even say anything. But just the way that he sits in Anakin's fighter, just so snugly. You know, he was piloting that thing. Oh, yeah. He was running the show. Anakin was just talking to Obi-Wan. Yeah. Anakin was talking to Broadside the whole time, getting all horny about blowing shit up. Is, R2's out there just diagnosing the entire battle. This is by far our dumbest bit. <laughs> the fact that we're giving this to R2-D2. Hey, we did say if R2 is in the episode, he's like, we created this award for, for R2 yeah, yeah. because we can't give him Dark Horse. <laughs> you were the one that mentioned that he was in there. I completely forgot he was even in the episode. But anyway, so R2-D2 uh, has usurped 99 and Ventress. Sorry, 99 and Asajj Ventures. You're out. R2-D2 is in. He is the all-star of the week. You die in childbirth. So uncivilized. He dies. He dies. All right. So death of the week. Now, okay. So Ventress killing Commander Colt. Like, fucking awesome. But what I usually look for in a death of the week is just pure comedy. And when the squid droids, when the squid ships land and that one like tentacle comes in <laughs> yeah. and just smokes like five of them and they all fly up against the wall of the hangar. I mean, dude, those squid, those squid, the squid's arms, it's like it's hitting a golf ball or something. Like they just fly. It was so hard for me. Yeah. To, I kept going back and forth between those two, but God, it's so funny. Just like it's like oh. clearing a table. It was so pure, so good. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, so I, I take it that's your death of the week as well. Yeah. All right. But really strong honorable mention to Ventress and Commander. Cole. That's like the death of the series. Yeah. It's just it's too damn good for me to even laugh or anything. It was just perfect. Yep. But those clones flying was hilarious. <laughs> All right, seriously, this is f***ing stupid. That is the dumbest... Executive decision has been made. We are no longer doing the swear jar. <laughs> that audio clip that you just heard was the Death Star blowing up the swear jar. It's over. We can't do it. It's too much fucking work. We gave it the old college try. <laughs> it's just... I like listening back and hearing what we've put out there, but... I cannot, I cannot count the swears. Uh, I just can't do it. And I find myself like, ah, oh, shit, I missed that one. Or, yep. you know, it's just, uh, no, sorry. I, I got to pull the plug on this segment. We gave it a try. It was a fun idea, but it's not something that we can be expected to do. A, sorry. 
if you want to listen at home and count the swears yourselves, more power to you. Yeah, you will earn a special shout out every week if you're sending that in. Just point of reference for last last episode, Assassin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I marked you down for uh, 12 fucks <laughs> and three shits. Nice. Uh, I came in at 10 fucks in one shit. I so, beat you again. There you go. So your final standings are Tom wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you get the soundbite to play one last time? Uh, This? No. The, the, the change fell. Oh, the I show. deleted it. <laughs> I was so mad just looking at it. What was... What, oh. What was it? Demo or... um Here. Preview. <laughs> Should we keep that around? We'll keep that around. You can't. <laughs> Royalty free, baby. Royalty free. I love, you know what I love about this podcast? I use copyrighted music every <laughs> week. <laughs> and yet the coin in glass, I went so cheap that I got this. Preview. <laughs> Preview. <laughs> Preview. <laughs> All right. And that's the type of quality sound effects work yeah. you can expect from the clone cast. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yoda, Chewbacca, always good to hear oh from you. We've reached the home stretch. We're approaching two hours. We did take a little break, but what do we got for a tagline this week? This week is fighting a war tests a soldier's skills, defending his home tests a soldier's heart. Preview. <laughs> and you had guessed. <laughs> This strikes me as a Cut Lacane episode. <laughs> I was coming fresh off the last Bad Batch. You were very excited about that. You said that there are going to be some separatists that are going to be attacking his home, and he's going to have to defend it. That's a partial correct. Kind of, yeah. He's a clone, and separatists were attacking their home. Yeah. What do we got for a tagline <laughs> next week? Okay. Uh, next week we have a child stolen is a lost hope. A child stolen is a lost hope. Yep. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, I think. Remember that episode where uh, Palpatine abducted all those <laughs> yeah. four sensitive kids? Yeah. I the little Rodian was so cute. Yeah, he had the galaxy in his eyes. He saw the stars. Um. I think Palpatine's gonna try some of that shit again. He's gonna try to steal a force sensitive kid. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll get Cad Bane. Oh. Have some Cad Bane in a while. So next week is season three, episode four. Chibata. So we're skipping the next one because that's, uh, we already watched that one. Supply lines. Yep. So we're oh, skipping. that's why you turned it off. Yep. Very keen so of you. So supply lines, you're skipping it and you're jumping right to season three, episode four called Sphere of Influence. Sphere. More S- tennis balls. Sphere of Influence. More tennis balls, baby. Oh, what a, what a fun episode this was. What a great and fun I'm episode. I'm exhausted in a good way at the end of this one. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. We've had a hell of a Star Wars night here. Yes, we, we have. Bad Batch. We did this. We did that. We did a little of this. We got to that. All right. That's all we got. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening. To, I just want to play this one more time. Oh, and I have a message for a particular character that I'm very fond of. The ball is in your court, baby. Ball's in your court. We got a competition on our hands. <laughs> Not only are they competing for Kenobi's heart, they're competing for my heart, too. I and know. I am very conflicted right now. 
I am just I'm I'm swimming in love. I'm swimming in love at all sides, all angles. I got I got my brilliant Duchess babe, <laughs> my pacifist, my pacifist queen, and then I have my nightmare. The angel from my nightmares, the shadow in the background of the morgue, the unsuspecting victim. Where are you? Anyways, <laughs> I don't want to end the episode. Don't, must we end? This is going to be by far our longest episode, too. I am glad, because the longest one before was that fucking horrid movie. Yeah, that was awful. All right, Adam, where can the listeners reach us? Please hey, send baby. us an email. We are at clonecastpod at gmail.com. Instagram and Twitter, uh, same handles. Yep, we're out of mailbag, so please reach out to us. Yeah, and we're, Twitter's really coming alive. Clonecast Pod. We will see you next time for Sphere of Influence. Until then, may the Kenobi love triangle be with you. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building. You ever hear the tragedy of Crispin's day? I'm so in love with you. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's so good.